Salutations! Woo! And welcome to the 73rd episode of the In The House podcast. We counted, we know for sure. The official podcast of Scouse's House Supporters Group, which is an official supporters group of Louisville City Football Club. Yep. I am your host, Evan Floyd, and I am tickled to be here this evening. Um, I was going to say, if you were, if you, last time we talked about your use of the word jazz. Yeah, jazzed. Now would be the time to say jazz. I'm that too. I'm yeah. all of these things. I'm whatever, whatever a, uh, I, let's see here, what would that be? I guess the verb, although I believe this might technically be a gerund of verb being used as a, I mean, it doesn't matter. But, uh... <laughs> I uh, jazzed, no one, no amped, psyched, is. pumped, yeah. thrilled, pleased. Uh, any of these words completely fine to describe how I'm feeling. Yeah. Now sitting on an eight-game unbeaten streak, yeah. six wins, no losses, two draws in our last eight. Uh, just beat the number one ranked team ah! at the time. Uh, they are still tied for first, but a big win over the weekend. Can't wait to discuss it. Uh, and I can, can't think of anybody that I'd rather discuss it with than my partner, who tonight is coming to you live from a floral wholesaler <laughs> in Piscataway, New Jersey, Andy Frederick, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Andy, how are you doing tonight? I love peonies. Peonies. I, I got love them. I get that. I'm a an peony. iris man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, peonies, they just draw me. Okay. I don't know what it is. As long as you're not uh, getting sucked in by, uh, you know, like, uh, uh, carnations, that's a garbage flower. Was this amateur hour? Yeah, it's no, like, I'm come not on. Going for carnations. What are you talking uh, about? It's a garbage flower. Uh, but no, I'm, I like a nice tulip. A tulip. Yeah. Tulips and daisies are very happy flowers, yeah. I always think. Yeah. Uh, I also like a rustic bouquet. When I go, when I give a bouquet to the wife, which is twice a year unless I've screwed something up. Uh, rustic, you go rustic. I, I, she she likes a little bit of like uh, like driftwood and moss. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. I can in there. see that about. She candy. likes uh, she that. likes succulents. Right. And uh, she she's uh, she likes you know color sure, but she also likes it to be that earthy, vibrant right. kind of feel. Right. I. I'm an orchid kind of guy. Orchids. See, like orchids, orchids are an advanced move. I like orchids. There's something very simple, but if you've ever... This is going to get weird. If you've ever We're tried... We're already to, talking about flowers. <laughs> We're talking about flowers on a soccer podcast, bro. Weird is in the rearview mirror. If you've ever tried to take care of an orchid, they are not. notoriously difficult. Finicky? To, take, to keep alive. Okay. They're tough. But if you can do it... They're beautiful. It's it's an advanced move going for the orchid. Orchids. Uh, Rose, you're never going to go wrong with it, but you're also never going to get the full credit right, for going right. Right, because everybody does roses. Exactly. Like, okay. yeah, roses is, uh, I'm 19, Yeah. and I want to look sophisticated, or it's 43, and I have no idea. I haven't bought flowers since yeah. I was 19. Yeah, yeah. It's the eternal mulligan. Yeah. Yeah, you're always it's the, fine. It's, it's, yeah, you're it's, fine. Roses, sure. Are we done with our horticultural musings? Yeah. All right, on from the uh, the arts of the bouquet, mm-hmm. and on to the pitch. We'll start as we always do now, with the eternal <laughs> tales having been yeah. flipped. Yeah. Of uh, with a game review, 
And we will discuss uh, New York Red Bulls too. Oof. Came to town, played slu- on slug in Slugger Field. If you didn't come to this game, yeah, and this is a this is a, kind of an intentional jab at all the people who I know for a fact didn't come. To this sure, game. you didn't come to this game. You're a fool. Yeah. Now this is we said beforehand. We said last week on the pod that this is always a great fun game to attend. This is the best on field rivalry in the USL. Oh man. Uh, and not just because of the importance of the games, although that adds something, but also because of just the style of the games. Oh, gosh. When these two teams go head-to-head, it is just fun to watch. It was exactly what we said it was going to be. Yeah. Just a shootout. I mean, it, it was. was the Wild West in that place. Although I think you did predict a one nothing victory. For I us. did, but I also predicted that it was going to be a shootout. I That's true. predicted a lot of shots yeah. either way. Yeah, and most of them for Lou City went in, yeah. which was a good feeling. Yeah. Uh, no, you're right. The attendance was good. It was like 99-48, something yeah. like that. That's a good attendance on a Saturday night, especially with Bourbon and Beyond in town. Yeah. Uh, but massive, massive game, massive three points. Oof. You come away with a 5-3 win on Noche Latina on uh, yeah. Hispanic Heritage Night. Um, it was a lot of fun. At the stadium, yeah, just just a good time. I know you started your day over at uh, Bourbon and Beyond. I didn't. Actually. Oh, you did not. I did not because, as it turns out, um, even the tickets that I had, no reentry, just none, none. So wow. I, I stuck it out. My wife went. You um, met up later, and then did you make it in time for Robert Plant? Uh, halfway. Okay. Halfway, which was fine because it's Robert Plant. Like it's still cool seeing like a legend of rock and roll, right? Sure. Um, he did some Zeppelin. Everybody knew you have to. Right? You, you're Robert required. Plant. You got to. Do. Yeah. He did Black Dog. He finished his encore was um, immigrant song. No, I'll kind of wish. Stairway. No, <laughs> that would be the ultimate. Like, look, we're doing this. I don't care. I'm Robert Plant. We're doing Stairway. Yeah. No, it was uh, Ramble On. Okay, classic. Which makes sense. Sure. Right. Um, and Jimmy Page came out on stage and no. body slammed him? No. That okay. didn't happen. All right. So you made it in time. I made it in time. But uh, then my question is, did you get there early enough to hear Zelaya, the mariachi band that was the Party by the Pitch band for this game? Because they no, I didn't had know. some serious chops, man. They were jamming, and it sounded great. Like I, I thoroughly enjoyed their music. It was just lovely music mm. and uh, energetic, but mm. also like uh, heartbreaking. It was, yeah. it was it was fascinating music. I loved it. Uh, I, I just hear it while I'm wandering around doing right. you yeah. know stuff that I claim is my job. And uh, but no, the game gets started, and uh, honestly, some counter punches back and forth right from the beginning. Oh, Everybody's man. just coming out trying to trying to get on top, and it just never stopped. Like you really think a lot of games. Especially games that feature somebody who wants to sit. Yeah. But, I mean, a lot of Your games... Pittsburghs of the world. Right. right. But even in those games, it'll come out and it's back and forth action for the first six minutes of the game. Trying to feel... Yeah, and yeah, then yeah. You, everybody settles in. This game, it came out that way, and then it just never quit. Didn't, that didn't happen, yeah. It was like Flight of the Bumblebees, where you're like, well, this is fast. Surely there's a slow section nope. coming. No slow section. Just go, 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 go. Uh... And uh, they get out on top. They take the one nothing lead. I like that New York minute or something. Uh, honestly, I feel like it was like twentieth, but I could I feel be like it was it. early. It may like, it may have been earlier than I'm giving it credit for because there were a lot of damn goals. <laughs> Amazingly, I have a hard time keeping track in my mind of all of the goals. 
Uh, it was against the run of play at yeah. the time. We had been getting the better of things. I think Maggie had already put his off the post at that point. Which was heartbreaking to watch because if that had gone in, holy crap. Yeah, it was it was a cool move. Oh, and, man. Uh, he had the keeper beat to his near side, which is always the... It's the more... It's the more dashing way to oh, score. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just cooler. And I know that for a fact because when we got the equalizer from Oscar, he beat him near post. Yeah. And uh, that was after some of the prettiest soccer we've played oh, in a man. while. Some great passing from the... Started out with Hopeno out on the out in the channel on the right, and then ball cuts back. Uh, we made three nice little uh, quick passes before uh, Speedy springs Oscar mm. on the left. Oscar made a great run, coming, oh, coming from a mile away. Flew and, up there, jeez. And then one time into the back of the net, I mean, he just crammed when you, it When in. you watch the replay, when you watch the highlights, he comes out of nowhere. Like, it's he just really, shoots up out of nowhere. You're like, oh, it's Oscar. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, was, it was great. And Oscar's first goal of the year, which is sort of shocking. Uh, he has continued the last... During this eight-game stretch, anyway, Oscar, I think, has uh, reclaimed a place of honor in terms of how well he plays, how important he is to the team. It felt in the first half of the year, first even third of the year, I mean, like two-thirds of the year, that it was... uh, he just didn't have quite the same zip that he had last year. Some of of his crosses weren't quite as crisp. Yeah. Uh, Sometimes he was getting a step behind on overlap runs or getting beat down the edge by uh, somebody trying to make a run down the opposite wing. Stuff that he just didn't have happen last year. And uh, that's gone now. Like now he just looks, he just looks completely zoned in. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, this was a great goal for him. I think a nice confidence boost gets the goal. Everybody's feeling good now. It's like, all right, right, we're back to even let's, let's settle back in. We'll see what happens. And then before you can freaking breathe, uh, Napo Matsoso scores twice. <laughs> twice in seven minutes. Not seven, two minutes. The 31st and the 33rd minute, he scores twice. Oh. That quickly. I Red Just twice in seven minutes. I believe it may have been seven minutes after Oscar's goal that he scores the first. Uh, yeah. That might right. be the case. You're right. I bounce in and out of literacy. I get that. It's fine. No, you're fine. Um, but yeah. Napo. Napo, who played just a freaking whale of a game. Uh, I didn't know this statistic. I I did talk about it on Twitter today, but I 100% took it from uh, Taylor Sorrells, who posted it in his uh, Monday morning center back article. Uh, Napo completed 100% of his passes in this game. He tried to pass the ball something like 26 times and completed all 26 passes. Something like that. Uh, but a hundred percent, and then uh, that's that's scored one of those... two goals, and also was his normal awesome self hounding the midfield, yeah. keeping New York from ever getting really comfortable. That's one of those statistics that I feel like is overlooked a lot as far as its significance. But like completing a hundred percent of your passes is pretty impressive. It really is. <laughs> Just to never have one go awry, never have yeah. one that gets intercepted by a really nice defensive play. Just consistent. Uh, really well done. Great game from Napo. And uh, stealing a little bit of thunder from Purple Stuff, he did get named to the USL Team of the he Week did. for that he effort because he was he was a dynamo. Uh, all right, so you get those two goals back-to-back. Rat-a-tat-tat. 3-1. 3-1, everybody's feeling like, all right. And, with, and the attack just kept pouring in. Yeah. Uh, 
and I thought, you know, we're going to get a fourth one here. And instead, New York gets, again, sort of against the run of play. Uh, they make a nice run down towards the box uh, on the Cooper's end. Yeah. Uh, the ball gets cut back centrally, and it clips Sean Tosh in the elbow. Uh, it was... Here's the thing. is It's a dicey call. They didn't have to make that call. Like, it was... But it's also not a completely unfair call. Like No, but it seems like overkill. It was a 50-50 call to me, and it went against us in this case. Like they, Everybody would have understood if they hadn't called it, and everybody kind of has to understand why they did call it. Sean's arm wasn't perfectly tucked, right? Uh, unlike his shirt, which was immaculately which was just... tucked. Uh, but his arm got a little away from his body while he's turning, and so it looked a little unnatural because he's pirouetting away at the same time. The elbow right. gets out just a little wide. The ball clips him. There's no possible way anybody could think there's any intent there. It's just bad luck. And uh, then they bury the penalty, annoyingly, uh, to make it 3-2. And it felt unjust at the time. It was yeah. like, man, we deserve that two-goal lead going oh, yeah. into halftime. And Antoine Hopeno agreed. <laughs> Antoine says, you know, Evan's right. So I, I don't want to brag. I called this. Love it. As soon as they were coming, I, ta- I, I called it to, I was standing next to Jared Engler. Heard of him. And I was like, Hopano. Hopano is going to do something crazy. And, and really, he just and, outran him. Oh, yeah. It was one of those ones where every now and then it's just good to remind people that what kind of speed you've got. And he just outran the guy to the edge. And uh, cuts back in and it clip, shoots a shot too hard for uh, their keeper. Uh, New Lou? Hulu? No. Hulu? No. Yeah. No. Uh, who knew? Who knew? Who knew? Listen, this who is knows? not. We are not. We are. We're not making fun of the guy's name. We don't this know is the legit, guy's name. Like it's something like that. It is a two-syllable name. Because we were expecting Laura. Yeah, we were expecting to see Loro, who was not even in the uh, 18 no. for this game. Uh, and it's, But whomever the keeper's name was, which was a two-syllable short name. Something it might have like been Hoodoo. Yeah. Uh, it wasn't... It wasn't uh, sound like assholes. We right really now. do. Uh, I feel terrible. <laughs> but I don't get to like sit and study the roster. I mean, it used to be, when I, for this, for uh, these recaps, while... I would always arrive at the stadium and get into my spot at Scouse's house about 45 minutes before anybody right. else did because I'm paranoid that I would lose my spot. Yeah. And uh, so I would just stand there and read through notes about the team that we were about to play, and I would therefore know all of the players and who was playing mm-hmm. where and what was going on. I don't get to do that during my pregame anymore. They've got me doing stuff <clears throat> to prepare the field right, and right. stuff for the game, and so I don't get to just read up on it. Because mm-hmm. you work for them and all. Right, and no part of my job is knowing anything about the opponents. Mm-hmm. Like, no part of my mm-hmm. job. No one cares what I think about uh, the, our true. opponents. No one that matters cares well, what I think. Well, that's definitely true. So that's not a part of my role. Um, but regardless, Hopano deflected in off the keeper who just really had no prayer because no. he rocketed that ball and was close and it was at a cool angle. It was just a good shot. Yeah, it takes the deflection so it doesn't look as pretty, but gold. Yeah. Gold. No, yeah. And 4-2 going into the half. 4-2 going into the half. Here's the thing. So, uh, Frank Frederick. Heard of him. The legend. 
Frank Frederick, my father. <sighs> Big fan. Because my wife didn't go, I gave her a ticket to my dad. Sure. And he, you know, he doesn't like to stand for the entire game. Like, we, I mean, his knees start to go. And But we're standing next to each other. And the fun thing about watching a game like, uh, like Blue City versus Red Bulls is that it's the kind of game it's so easy to get sucked into. Oh, yeah. And my dad is standing next to me saying, like, uh, I might go sit down now. I might go sit down. And just Whoa! stood. And just stood. And he was like, God, 4-2 going into the half. And I was like, Dad, this is exactly what we this is expected this game, to yeah. happen. This is exactly what people expected to happen. Yeah. Um, 4-2 at the half. Frank Frederick yeah. on his feet the whole way. Um I really thought going coming out of halftime, I really did think there's going to be some one of these coaches is going to make an adjustment and say, "All right, we're gonna we're gonna rest some legs, we're gonna not push forward." So it didn't happen. It was still just let's no, go, yeah. let's go score some more goals. They wanted it to end eight four. It was good seeing Ownby go for almost a full night. Brian played great. Brian played really well. And at this point, if you're if you're an opposing team. And you've watched enough of our games with Ombi and with Hopeno. When you look and see that Ombi and Hopeno are up front together, yeah, oof, it's gotta the, be trouble. Well, the thing is, you would imagine that whichever side of the field Brian Ombi or Antoine Hopeno is on, you would normally be like, "All right, we gotta shade our fastest." center back and wing back to that side of the field. Right. You don't get to do that when there are two nope. of them. And, uh, but Ownby playing centrally in this game, which yeah. I thought was great. He stretched the field. Uh, he looked dangerous over the top. Uh, a number of balls played into him just to keep the midfield honest. Uh, I really liked the shape that we played. Yeah. And Nile out wide on the left, uh, I thought it gave him a lot of opportunities to cut back in, which we'll get to in a minute. <laughs> but uh, I thought it gave him a lot of opportunity to be able to sort of settle in behind. And at yeah. times it almost became like uh, Ownby and Hopeno up top shaded to the right mm. and Maggie and Niall together centrally but shaded to the left behind them. Yeah. And I thought it created all kinds of mismatches and matchup nightmares for uh, for the Red Bulls. I really loved formationally what that, that oh, yeah. grouping, that front four. Because Maggie, while plays uh, Magnus Rasmussen, Magram, our boy, uh, while he plays the 10, we know that he's mostly a forward. Like I mean, in that scenario, it's mostly a forward. And so that four guys up top, it just looks like it's going to be nightmarish yeah. for defenses. Uh, I hope that we see a lot more of it. Uh, the one thing, the one person who's sort of on the outside looking in from this lineup is Abdu Baki Jaff. Yeah. Now, Luke comes in as the sub, which you reasonably expect, which we've talked about, that he looks great in those, uh, those cameo appearances. Yeah. And I thought that he looked solid in this game, although we were pretty much trying to trying to shut everything down by the time he came in. Uh, but uh, beyond Luke coming in, if we've got a lead, you're not going to sub in two strikers. No. Like one of the things is you can sub Luke in whether you got a lead or you're behind because he's such a good hold-up player. Right. Helps you to have possession. Helps you to be able to clear the ball from the back line without having to worry too much about who you're kicking it to. You just kick it up there and hope Luke gets it. Yeah. Uh, Abdu doesn't quite have that same utility. So when we're behind, I'm sure he still would be one of the uh, subs coming off the board. Yeah. But uh, when you're ahead, 
he's the one who he's sort of the odd guy looking out in the attack in this formation and which you've got to start thinking is what we're going to be playing with mostly going going forward here. I would assume. health assuming health uh, so you're four two coming out of the half back and forth play interesting play in the yeah. second half uh, I didn't ever want to get it to one goal again like, no, I was I was really thinking. Gosh, I don't want to see it get down to one goal. And as I was thinking this, Niall takes the ball oh, God. Uh, from about the eighteen yard box, but way wide of it. Mm-hmm. And uh, on a little, just a nothing, no build up. There was nothing. It was just uh, it was one of those probing passes where you give it to Niall and you think maybe Luke will make a nice run on the interior maybe yeah. they'll, maybe we'll switch it over to uh, to Nile on sure. the opposite side I mean or to uh, to Hopano on the opposite side sure. we got a lot of options of what you yeah. can do from there yeah. what you don't expect <laughs> is for him to dribble away from the goal like he was dribbling back towards the middle of the field but he went from being 18 yards deep to being 24 yards deep dribbling away from the goal. And then just hit a twirling banger. Just ripped it. A banger. And we are back in the appropriate time and uh, nomenclature to say that was a fucking thunder bastard. It was was awesome. I think it speaks to his experience in, yeah, like you expect him to like pass it to somebody Right. right from where he was. But when you've played as much and as long as he has... You see that opportunity, and it's like, well, I could do this. I could hit that ball. <laughs> I could hit that I ball. I could make this happen. Yeah, I saw Nile on the way out of the stadium after the game, and I, uh, you know, I complimented him. Said, "Hey, that was a great shot. I mean, a worldy man. Seriously, awesome Oof. shot." And he, uh, and he said, "It wasn't half bad, was it?" <laughs> was like, no, sir. No, it wasn't. It well, was not half bad. To his, and he uh, on Twitter. And again, this is one of the things I love about now about Niall McCabe is that on Twitter he said, you know, don't forget that the reason I got to do that was because of all the plays that were made, all the passing, the beautiful passing that was made up to it. Yep. And yep. when you go back and watch it, yeah, there was some pretty sp- phenomenal passing that put him in that position to do it. Yeah. I I, I like that Niall says that too, and the possession leading up to it was very nice. But that goal came from nothing. Like, I'm sorry. No, yeah. Like, that's all very magnanimous to say. It's true. We did do some nice passing leading up to it. But we gave him the ball a mile from the goal. He dribbled further from the goal and turned and scored. Like, this is... Take a little credit where credit's due, Nile. Great team effort the whole game, no question. That That was a piece of individual brilliance. I'm always curious as to what... Hack's reaction is when stuff like that happens. Because why don't, why don't you like, do that six times a game? <laughs> right? Like, or is he like, no, oh, okay, okay, <laughs> all right. I imagine in that scenario with a two goal lead, you've got a little more leeway yeah. to try some stuff. I mean, I think we were in like the 68th, 70th yeah. minute, something like that. Uh, you get a little more leeway if you want to try to launch a shot instead of keeping possession and looking for a tap in. If you miss that shot when you're, you know, tied in the 75th... That's a little different story. Maybe they don't like yeah. it quite as much because you're just giving the ball away if you miss that. Because, I mean, the thing is, unless you hit that perfectly, it's an easy save for the keeper. 
or it's going 20 yards over the goal. Yeah. Like those are the two real possibilities when you hit that shot is you're going to loop it right at the keeper who's going to be able to start a counter because we had numbers forward mm-hmm. or it's out of bounds for a goal kick and we no longer have the ball. And all of that nice passing was wasted. So, but when you make it, <laughs> when you make it. I've watched it several times. And every time I watch it, I'm like, God, <laughs> like that had to have been, like, you're right. That shot, that has to be a perfect shot yeah. if you're going for it. Yeah. There's no, like, I'm going to hit it in a direction. I'm going to hit it on goal. No, that's like, you, you need to make sure that's right. Yeah. And especially because the whole uh, the whole field team would have been off balance. Oh, no, yeah. Nobody's expecting a shot there. Even on our team, I'm sure nobody's sitting there thinking, oh, I bet Niall rips this. In fact, if you watch the replay, you can see Oscar asking him to lay the ball off for him. Yeah. He's requesting the ball in space. And Niall's just like, I'll go there myself. It's fine. I'm going to see what happens. Uh, so it's, it would have been, it would have been uh, tougher. Yeah. Didn't it? So we get the, we get the goal 20-ish minutes remaining at that point. Maybe not even that. And uh, you got a three-goal lead, and everybody's just going, okay, we got this. Like the, At that point, I said, it's yeah, like, this game, yeah. even with New York's firepower, you feel really good. You're not going to give up three in the last 20 minutes. Yeah. You feel pretty damn good. We do give up one in the final 20 minutes. Yeah. Uh, not perfect defense in that instance, but, I mean, ultimately – you can forgive a little bit more when you got a three-goal lead. Yeah. Like, everything's a little... Okay. Okay. So, you get the win, 5-3. Over the number one seed at the time. And still kind of. Yeah. Everybody's feeling real nice. Everybody's feeling real mm-hmm. nice afterwards. You could just feel the the team staff. Everybody was in a nice mood. and Everybody's hunky-dory. The players that I ran into that night are all feeling really happy, yeah. really feeling good about themselves. Uh, ran into Coach John Hackworth <laughs> at uh, Bourbon and Beyond on Sunday. And I'll just say Coach Hackworth was also feeling really pleased about the win. It was it was nice to see. And I know a bunch of the players went that day also. Yeah. Well-earned blow-off some we steam. We ran into... Tosh and Paco and Oscar and we saw Magnus and Hubbard and yeah, yeah yeah doing what people do. It's easy for us like we get pretty fanboyish about them. Right? Yeah, you less so now because you just were. a little less. Honestly, it's still a struggle. For I me. still get pretty fanboy about them, right? And so mm-hmm. when you see them out, it's easy to forget. Like, oh right, these are people. Like, right, they do stuff. Well, and the amazing thing to me is seeing them all out in public and realizing how far we've come, but also how far we have to go. Yeah. Uh, because people will recognize them and come up and say hi and ask for an autograph or whatever. But it's not like it would be if they were walking around at the UofL soccer game tonight. Right. Like there, right. where everyone will know who they are and everybody will want a little piece of them. Yeah. It's a different animal out at Bourbon and Beyond where it's a lot of people around their age and a lot yeah. of... And so well, they can mostly be incognito. It's got to be a nice, happy medium for them where yeah. uh, they're not—they're not celebrities, but they're also not—they're also not unrecognized. <coughs> unrecognized. Right. So you get some of the little perks of being a celebrity without the crushing uh, awfulness of it. Right. So right. it was cool seeing them out. It was cool seeing them win. Everybody's feeling nice. 
Let's talk about the table a little bit before we move into Hartford. Hold on. Two things. One. Okay. He he came in at like the literally oh last minute. Oh my god. Minute. Yeah, I can't believe I was going to skip literally over Literally the last minute. How good was it? How good did it feel to see Palo out there? Great seeing Palo <laughs> on the field. And it's just such a lift. It's such an enormous lift seeing yeah. Palo on the field thinking... What if our captain is fully, fully fit in yeah. time for the the last push here? And there was something about seeing that the the captain's armband passed to him. Yeah, because even he in that last the minute, it was like you know what? Now you we're, are this our is, captain. Yeah, I mean Luke, Speedy, George, Frano, Niall. I think once Tosh. Yeah. I think once mm-hmm. these are all completely deserving captains for our team and guys I'm proud to see where the armband but is there anybody who doesn't think of Paolo Del Piccolo as the captain he is the captain and uh great seeing him put that armband back on and seeing him out on the field I'm not positive he touched the ball I'm not positive he got to really do anything throughout the course of this game he was on for a very very brief period of time but he was on the field and that's a nice nice feeling oh yeah and so the hope being and we'll talk about this when we talk about uh, the upcoming game. But uh, the hope being that we see steadily more of him over the next couple. But we'll get there. Before that, I want to do a little bit of table talk. And Andy, while we do table talk, I'm going to ask that you pull it up so that we don't get okay. things wrong here. All right. Because I've, I've been studying it quite a bit, and I think I have it by heart. But I don't want to say and be wrong. So currently tied at the top, you have three teams with 56 points. Yes. Those three teams are New York Red Bulls, two who've played 30 games. Yes. You have uh, the Tampa Bay Rowdies, who have played 30 games. Yep. And you have Indy 11, who've played 28 games. Yes. Uh, all of them with 56. Then, sitting on 30 or 29 games is Nashville. 30. Sitting on 30 games is Nashville with 55 points. And then behind them is in fifth is Pittsburgh, who have also played 28, and they've got 52 29. points. Oh, they played no, they're playing their 29th yeah. right now. Right as we speak, they're playing their 29th. Is there any score in that? They're game? winning. What's the score? One nothing. Oh, I can live with that. All right, so they are currently playing against Memphis, and they would that would put them at 55 points if they were to win that game with 20 uh, sitting on 29 because they're coming from 52. Are they not? Mm-mm. They're coming. They from, have fifty-five. That that's because they update the they update those standards. Oh, uh, okay. With yeah. with games in process. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. So it's uh, that's weird. also why it says they've played twenty-nine, even though they've only completed twenty-eight games. It's weird. So, and then us with twenty-nine games played, and we're sitting on fifty points even. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's deep dive here for a second. Okay. Six points separates first and sixth place. For all intents and purposes in soccer, that's two games. That's two games. Right, right. Two losses and two wins, and you're caught up. And we have, except for on Indy and Pittsburgh, we have a game in hand on the rest of the people ahead of us. Yep. So that means that if we were to win that game in hand which is, by the way, against Nashville on the road, so not a gimme. But uh, if we were to win that game in hand, realistically, we are three points out. There is no position in the table that is unattainable. No. And I don't just mean numerically. I mean feasibly. There is no position in the table that is unattainable. Correct. 
you would think that with two games in hand, Indy and Pittsburgh would be able to put some points on the board. Yeah. They're both playing one of their games in hand midweek this week, and it's Memphis and Atlanta. Those are not tough games in hand. You have to assume, right? You think that you would expect them to win those games. Even if we just say, okay, fine then. Indy and Pittsburgh, one and two. New York has lost two straight. Can't be feeling really good about themselves. We still play Tampa this week. We still play Nashville. That means that the three teams ahead of us, New York, Indy, and Tampa, that aren't, I mean, New York and Tampa and Nashville. Yeah. Those three teams, we could just catch. Not yeah. not mathematically by winning out. They could win out and hold us at bay. But I'm saying we could just catch them. Right, yeah. I think third place is a completely reasonable place to think about. Yeah, absolutely. We, we got five games remaining. Two very tough ones in yeah. Nashville and Tampa. One pretty tough one in St. Louis on the road who've yeah. been playing well. Yeah. And then two that we should get points in against uh, Swope and, and Memphis. Memphis. Right. All of that being said, I think over those five games, you got to think if we could get 12 points, which is a tall order. I'm not saying that it's not. But not impossible. No. That's essentially, you know, if we could get 11 points is a good is a good place to start. You get 11 points. Yeah, get a draw in there, for sure. That puts yeah. you at 61. I won't be surprised if the league is won with 63. That'd be seven points over four games, which is still a decent point output for the right. top of the table. Right. And they have to play, some of them have to play each other. Pittsburgh and Indy play each other this weekend. That's going to be an interesting game to see. And it wouldn't be. That's inaccurate. That will be the most boring and awful soccer in the history of soccer. So? They both sit... They're both just going to sit there and look at the ball. <laughs> just wait midfield. for the other person to do something. Yeah. It's like a freshman mixer. Just wait right. for somebody hey. else to do hey. something. <laughs> you, do you dudes like beer? Uh, yeah, us neither. No, me neither. Yeah, it's going to be awful. <laughs> I don't you? know that you could pay me to watch that game. You took the ball. You took the ball. Like, who's going to have the ball? I don't even know what they'll do. You take it. You have to take it. It's going to be such bad soccer. Run your field. You have to take it. Uh, it's going to be very strange. Uh, and just sort of boring soccer. I mean, they. I, I sincerely think both of them would just be like, 0-0 zero, zero draw, 0-0 zero, zero draw. All right, we're good. Save your legs. Let's get out of here. Uh, just run down the clock. Basically. All right. Hey, you guys uh, You guys bring any cards? Because we could just play cards. Sit, mm-hmm. sit around the center circle. You guys want to play Duck, Duck, Goose? Like, what do you what do you want to do? You guys want to watch a movie or something? Because <laughs> we can get them to put whatever we want on the big board. We can just put it up on the on the Videotron. Now, it'll be interesting to watch. It'll be interesting to see... The who, result. I, see, I think it'll, it would be interesting to see who decides to take the... The initiative? The initiative. Yeah, the possession battle will be interesting in this game. I have a strong hunch that whoever wins the possession battle will lose the game. You think so? Yeah, you're basically you're saying the yeah, that team. you yeah. did what we wanted you to do. Yeah. So, uh, I I bet I would be willing to, to wager one small beverage that the lo- the winner of the uh, possession battle will lose that game. 
But there are several games like that that are right. still really important. And my real point is that we went from serious doom and gloom, and then we started the five-game winning streak and couldn't get out of seventh place. And it was just like, oh, for Save crying out loud. Uh, and now, man, things are just getting tight. Last weekend, we gained points on every team above us except Tampa, and now we play Tampa. Yeah. If we could gain points on half of the teams ahead of us each week, who knows? Is all I'm saying. Half of them. Here's, a lot of this is going to require us to keep winning. Right, but here's the thing. Here's the, the fun thing when you look at this season and last season and the season before it as a whole, like, right? Like the 30,000 foot view is that we've got to be one of the most frustrating teams in the league because not only we, you know, two back-to-back championships for oh, sure, yeah. but you keep climbing yeah, and you keep go on a win streak. And if every team in the league is who like is an actual like threat to us, is going to be like, Come on! These guys! What is your deal? Yeah, I am just waiting for us to be the one or two seed and ha- everybody has to come through the yeah, again. They're like, are you freaking kidding me? These guys, again. Yeah. Come on. Yep. Uh, the the potential for a playoff run, which obviously I, I explained my view on that last yep. week, but uh, the potential for a playoff run would just have to be infuriating. To oh, God. It's got to be frustrating Like, for if we catch, if we get into... Third place. If we'd say third place, if we can make it to third, which I believe 538, which is a sports analytics uh, site, yep. uh, 538, uh, also a politics analytics site, but who cares about that? Uh, the sports analytics side of it, a I lot of people got to shut up, Andy. <laughs> I think uh, they've got us with like a 4% chance of being third. Huh. They've got us with like a 50% chance of being sixth. Yeah. And then like a 15 or 18 percent chance. Of being yeah, there. I think Taylor posted something on Twitter. About I, I'm not sure if he does 538 or not. I think he uses uh, Stats Bomb or he uses uh, uh, FopMob. Uh, it was funny because he posted the statistics, like what the like yeah. the statistical predictions of where we would end up. And uh, Andrew Oost had this really great comment. He's like, "So the way I'm reading this is that it's 13 percent between us in the first place." <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad. Well. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, right there. And so it's just getting so fascinating. And everything's starting to smell like uh, playoffs again. Everything's starting to look... Our team's yeah. starting to look like our playoff team again. The only reservation I have about this is somewhere in there, in this group of people, is the same group who got blown out at Loudoun. Somewhere in there... Yeah. Is the same group of people who got rocked by North Carolina. So Somewhere in there is the same group of people who yoked away that game at Swope. Those are three games that we lost that all should have been wins or draws. And uh, if you go back and you look at those kinds of games, you're just, and the Birmingham Sunday morning game. So I've actually got some thoughts on that. I thought you might. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> we have always said, for some reason, teams that we should absolutely just dominate, yeah, we always have trouble with. For some reason, right? But teams who are super tough, mm-hmm. we're really good at rising against, right? So if you take us, and I, I don't know why I'm gesturing with my hands because nobody can see it, but when I watch... It was the, an obscene gesture, and I'm offended. When I watch the Hartford game, 
is when this occurred to me. It was primed to be one of those games where you walk away, how did we not win? Yeah. It right? did feel like one of those 0-0 draws. Games, but we did win. Yeah. Okay, so to me, it means that our if we're overcoming the thing that makes us, for some reason, bad against terrible teams, yeah. it means our, our game and our play in its entirety has been lifted. Yep. Has risen a little bit. I agree with that. You know what I mean? Yep. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't do. think I'm doing a good job of explaining No, I think I do. I, I think what you're really trying to say is that uh, when we don't play down to our sometimes tendencies, that's a good indication. Right. It's a good indication that we are where we're supposed to be. Yes. And I agree with that. And that's the thing. I'm not... I am not predicting that we're going to rattle off five more wins to end the regular season and then go on a four-win winning streak and then win the damn cup again. I'm not predicting that currently. Currently. What I am saying, though, is is that we look like a team that will be extremely difficult to beat. Uh, We look like a team that's just full of confidence. And maybe what we lacked throughout the course of this year was a sense of urgency yeah, like there was a little bit of we'll we'll turn it on. Don't worry, we'll turn it on. We'll get there. Y'all just let us get healthy. Let us play these stupid road games in the middle of the week against teams we don't care about. Right. We'll get there. Y'all just chill out, which was infuriating at the time because of the points lost to teams we shouldn't have lost points to. But it was like that last season too. And then they turned it on, went on the crazy run. We win the cup. Everything's amazing. And you don't want to draw too many parallels, but we're on an eight-game unbeaten streak. We're starting to see... I said last week you could see the path forward. Yeah. Now, I don't just see the path. I I, I feel confident about the path. And so, uh, whew, it's, it's getting fun. So let's talk about what we're going to do this week. Because we can't play in the playoffs until we get there. Right. Let's talk a little bit about Tampa. Tampa Bay's coming to town. Tampa Bay is one of the teams tied for first place in this league. They're a very good They're team. They're really good. Uh, we went down to Tampa early in the year, and it was actually kind of an important game. We had a couple of stupid yeah. results in a row. We went down to, and Tampa was flying high at the time. Yeah. And uh, we went down to Tampa and got a 1-1 draw. The first half, we looked a little outmatched. Yeah. And uh, Andrew Tenari rips a... a a badass goal, yeah. sort of similar to Niles' goal from this past game. Ripped it from outside the 18, just beat us like we stole something. And uh, it, it, I had a sinking feeling in my stomach at the time. Everything sort of settled into place. We got comfortable. Everything yeah. was working. Yeah. And we got a goal late. We played much better in the second half. We looked dangerous without looking vulnerable. Mm-hmm. And in the second half, Abdu Bakijam got, gets a goal in the 88th minute for us to salvage the 1-1 draw. And, man, it felt like if the game had gone on five more minutes, we'd have won. Oh, yeah. Because, like, that last uh, from the from Abdu's goal until the end of stoppage time, it felt like we were going to get another one at any second. Peppered him, and then uh, it did. It felt like one of those games where if you could just get a couple more minutes, yeah, we we'd find a way to win this game. Hey, maybe it's eight minutes of stoppage time. Come on, come on, and bud. Tampa historically phenomenal yeah. at their home stadium, famously below average away. 
They've fixed some of that this what year. Do you they've think been that a, is? they've been a more consistent team this year. I really don't have any freaking clue because in the USL there's enough turnover of players that it's not like you know. And there's home stadium is a nice stadium, but and they get a good support, but it's not like an unbelievable home field it's advantage. Not crazy, that, right? No. And so I don't have an explanation for that. I don't even have a speculation about that. I'll just say they're good at home. They're never as good on the road. This year they've been a little closer to league normal yeah. in terms of the splits. Yeah. Last year it was crazy. Last year they were the best team in the league at home, better than Cincinnati. Yeah. And like the third worst team on the road. It Which was, is insane. It was super weird. Uh, and they had the similar problem the previous year. But this year, not as much. Uh, they'll be coming up here, and uh, they are, they're a pretty well-balanced team in general. They score goals. They don't give up a lot of goals. They play an attractive brand of soccer, yeah. but uh, the, the, sort of a 3-5-2. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know. It's somewhere between a New York and a uh, uh, well, it's not nearly a pit. Like, there's no part of them that wants to sit. They do want to get out and get the ball and try to yeah, hang out. But it, it's it's sort of a hybrid of us in New York uh, yeah. with with uh, with a three man back line. Uh, and Tarek Morad's a part of that. We always love seeing uh, yeah. the former Lou City players. And one of the two up top will be uh, our man Lucky Kosana. Uh, it'd be nice to see Lucky back in the mix. Uh, obviously, I think, I we think, will be not rooting for him. I think that will be because even like even this week mentioning it to people coming up, people say, "Oh, so we'll see Lucky." Yeah, so it'll be it'll be Hopeno versus Lucky essentially. Except it's not like, really. Kind of, like they're not gonna not. they're not gonna be anywhere near each other on the field except it's, on set pieces. They don't really get no. near each other. Like, no. It's going to be Lucky Kosana versus Sean Tosh. And uh, it's yeah. going to be... Uh, you're more likely to see Tarek Morad versus Antoine Hopin. Yeah. Uh, but I'm told by people I trust that at this point in the season, having a player from the other team is no longer much of an advantage. Like, there's not... There are not any secrets amongst these teams. It's not like, uh, well... Don't worry, Hopano can tell us how right, they line up for right. that. We know how they line up for that thing. We've got video on it from 30 weeks. Like, we get it. There's some transparency. Right. Don't worry. There, there's not some hidden wrinkle <laughs> that they worked on in training right. camp that they right. weren't going to bring out until the 30th week. Uh, so, I'm told that there's not really much of an advantage for either team from having that uh, aspect. Uh, they can score. Uh, Gwenzadi has like 16 on the year. Tanari can score. Lucky can score. Uh, I'm always scared of Leo Fernandez. He's just a really nice player. Yeah. He's one of those players that I've always kind of half wished we could have on our squad. Like he's just a good, good player, and he he's he transitions so well from offense to defense. He's he's a fun player to watch. He's a good player. Leo Fernandez scares me. I think he leads their team in chances created, which is not shocking. I think he leads their team. He's second on the team behind Gonzati for uh, shots taken. Mm-hmm. Like these are these are team. These are this is a team that can score, but it's also a good suppression team. Yep. And that's mostly because of the five man midfield. They expect to win the ball back from you uh, before you get over there to take some tough shots. With that being said, I'm not sure anybody can keep us from taking shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
even when we're playing badly, it's not because we're not shooting. Like we're just not, we're taking bad shots. We're right. we're not making the good shots. Like that's what means we're playing badly. Uh, they don't set up well as a uh, counterattacking team over the top of us. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not their strength. So you don't think it's going to be a lot of back and forth like action, like up and down, like oh, like I think we it saw will with be. Red Bull. Like, like, do you think? I think it's going to be a ton of ping pong, meat grinder, punch you in the mouth, quick passing, quick steal, quick tackle, everything in the middle of the field, and then the ball's going to pop out to somebody. Going either direction, and you're they're gonna have to see if you can break them down, and you're gonna have to see if you can break them down yeah. when you've got numerical equality. Neither team's gonna have numerical advantages very often because, like I say, I don't think this is gonna be a breakaways kind of game. And so instead of breakaways, you're gonna have to be able to break teams down, and both teams are good at it. Yeah, uh, Tampa's a good team. We're gonna have a hard time winning this game. Uh, I I like watching Tampa play. They play an attractive brand of soccer. Yeah. Uh, they would be a fun and fair, equitable matchup in the playoffs, I think. If we got them, if we ended up the 4-5 or the mm-hmm. 3, or they were the 3 and we were the 6, that would be an interesting game. I think it would be a worthwhile game. Uh, this is a nice test of where we are. So against the really tough teams, which I'm sorry, but I really do think it's the five teams ahead of us and us. Mm. No disrespect to Ottawa and North Carolina and Birmingham and St. Louis. Uh, They're all valuable teams, and any of them could knock off anybody, like totally, including us. I'm not saying that, but I'm saying that if it's not one of the top six right now who go to the final from the East, I'll be be very, very surprised. I'm not saying that there won't be some upsets. There will be, but I don't expect like Birmingham to get hot and pull off three upsets. You know what right. I'm saying? Uh, so with that being said, with the teams ahead of us, we've already played New York twice. They got a win. We got a win. We've already played Indy twice. Yeah. Two draws. We've already played North. Uh, we've already played Nashville once, and we won. We still go to them. Mm-hmm. We've played Tampa once. It was a draw. The only team that's added our number has been Pittsburgh, which was a loss and then a draw. Mm-hmm. I'd like to get the upper hand on Tampa. By winning this game, I think that it sends a signal like, you never, you, you we've beaten you, you've never beaten us. Yeah. Going into the playoffs, yeah. because it's a completely realistic playoff matchup. And so, I, I would love to see us come out and get a win in this game. I would completely accept a draw. I would completely accept a draw. And I would understand a well-played loss. Yeah. If we come out and lay an egg, if we come out and revert to some of the stuff that makes us look normal instead of extraordinary, uh, that'll be frustrating to me. With how we've been playing, I've uh, the only concern I now have about this team going forward is if we peak too early. Oh, like, yeah. I don't want... It's almost like we turned it on... And I hope we can maintain it for because in, last year we won our last eleven, right? Yeah. This year, if we wanted to go on a run, we would have had to have gone on unbeaten for eighteen by the time we get there. It's a tall order. And so I don't mind a loss. I don't. I mean, I don't mind one. I don't want it, but I don't mind it. Right. So long as we don't lose any of the edge. So right. long as we don't lose any of that. Yeah, we look scary and dangerous, and they got us because you know they outplayed us today. Or we had a couple of bad bounces, or man, we took twenty six shots and somehow 
McCarthy saved 25 of them, and yeah. they got they took eight shots and made three. That kind of deal. I'm fine with that. But I don't want us to lose that edge because it's hard to keep that level of focus and intensity for 16 damn weeks. Uh, but I believe this team is capable of it. As we just learned from Phoenix losing after 20 consecutive wins. Did they really? Yes, they did. Who did they lose to? Fresno. Second place team, I think. Or was it Reno who's second? The West, man. It barely matters. I'm sure they plugged the numbers into a computer and they're like, we've decided Phoenix loses this week. Or however those games are played. Um, It's getting to that time. Yeah. Tampa. Who you got? Woof. Um... One nothing good guys. One nothing good guys. One nothing good guys. That's what you predicted last week. It worked out very handsomely for us. I mean, it wasn't at all right, but uh, it was it was a it was a win for the good guys. I'd rather be happily wrong. Yeah, same, (laughs) same. Um, One nothing, and I don't know, man. Yeah, I don't know. Somebody. Oh, well, interesting. <laughs> right, no. Um, you know, obviously it'd be nice to see Palo out there again. Maybe, like, it's a it's a stalemate until, like, the 78th minute. Yeah. Palo's feeling good, comes on, it's like, oh, God. And just, for some reason, drills one. Okay. I, I would love that. That would be... <laughs> or maybe Napo is like, you know what? I like the scoring thing. I'm just, I'm just going <laughs> to keep, keep doing, doing that. This. Yeah, I'd love that, too. Uh, I've got this one as a 3-1 win for us. Really? 3-1 win for us. And I have got all three goals. Oh, God. All three goals coming from Brian Ownby. You think so? I've got a Brian Ownby hat trick settled for myself. Now, I'm partially saying that because we wanted to interview Brian Ownby for the podcast tonight. Uh, and Barrel Proof hijacked him. We got podjacked again. Jerks. Uh, and I thought about pulling rank and shutting it down, but I would have been the biggest <laughs> jerk in history when they arranged this great guest. But you have this power. What, what's the point of having it if you don't use it? Benevolence. Oh. Benevolence. Uh, no, I, I we did. We talked about mm-hmm. having uh, Brian Owen be on the pod, and then... Uh, uh, when I went to go and request it, I was told that he'd already been requested for barrel proof, and I really thought about being like, I bet I could, in some yeah. fashion, shut the... No, no. Uh, no, I, I, I'm very much looking forward to listening to Brian yeah, on absolutely. the podcast tomorrow. Uh, barrel proof, they do such a great job. Ty Smith, Matt Dalton, Glenn Grum, all of the gang, Patrick Arkenberg. Guys, you guys are killing it. Keep doing what you're doing. I'm looking forward to listening to uh, tomorrow. But... I do think that they picked the right guest. I think that Brian Ownby goes off for three. You think game. so? I really do. I've got a weird, weird Brian Ownby vibe about this game. He's been doing so much of the dirty work. Yeah. I think he gets some goals. I think he gets some goals. Three of them. Don't you think he's due? Yeah. Well, I mean, we've been saying that all season, yeah. And so Brian Ownby, hat trick in this game. Saturday. It's going to be a fun game. 
uh, massively important game. There are no promotions. There's no, this is not, uh, you know, this is not a theme night. This is not anything. This is, uh, the playoffs are coming. We're playing the number one team in the league again. Get your ass to the stadium. There's a lot of stuff going on this weekend. We're gonna transition a little bit into purple stuff here. Okay. There's a lot. There's a lot of stuff. Can you, you got a you got a little bit? I do have a little, little bit. Of, yeah, kicking around. Line, yeah. Wet my whistle. Uh, there's a lot of activity in town. You got Nulu Fest. Yep. You got Louder Than Life. Yep. You got Lou City. Mm-hmm. You got a uh, little Cardinals game. Yeah. I think. Uh, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I think because it may be a road game, but there's a game. I think. I don't know. I, don't I feel bad. I'm a Cardinals fan, I'm and uh, have, a lot of my attention has gone to Louisville City over well, the last yeah. three years. So. Sure. Um, with all that being said, there's a lot going on, but this is a massive game, and it's also one of only two remaining regular season home games yeah. at Slugger Field. There have been some great moments at Slugger. And uh, I'm hoping we see just a couple more great ones. Mm-hmm. Like, forget about the playoffs. The playoffs are always strange because we never really know if we're going to be able to play them at home or not. Like, yeah. if it's got to be at Lynn Stadium, we don't know if it's going to be on the road. We don't know if it's going to be at Slugger. There have been some strangenesses to it. Yeah. And so uh, let's not worry about the playoffs. I'm just saying I hope that between the Swope game and the Tampa game, there are a couple more wow moments. Yeah. At Slugger before we uh, abandon it for our brand new home, which, for those of you really looking for purple stuff, there'll be grass on the field this week. Oh when you are driving to the to Slugger Field on Saturday, if you are coming down 71, 65, or 64, you will be able to see green That's insane. on the stadium floor. Grass. Green grass. I tried to talk the team into playing there this weekend. <laughs> like, And they said we wouldn't have goals. That's a problem. Yeah. We wouldn't have lines. That's a problem. We wouldn't yeah. have rooted grass. That's uh, a problem. That's issue, yeah. Plumbing or electricity. All of those apparently are things that are desirable for uh, hosting a sporting event. I thought, just throw some cones down. Try to score right. between I mean, the codes, like... and uh, let's go to town. But no, so Slugger Field, Saturday. Get there for it. Other bits of news of the week. Napo Mitsoso makes the team of the week. How he was not the player of the week is beyond me. Yeah. Beyond me. Um, team of the week for him. Goal of the week nominee in Niall McCabe. Go vote. Go vote. Go vote. Next 30 seconds. Niall's goal was incredible. The last I checked, he had a commanding lead, but in the voting. But that can change in an instant, man. One fan base decides we're going to promote this and try to talk everybody into voting, and suddenly it's a close match. Don't get reticent. Win this no. for Niall. Yeah. Um, that's well deserved. I have a piece of news from St. Louis. I got a phone call. This is this will be coming out on the official Lou City stuff here okay. in the next couple of days. Uh, but I got a call from uh, my opposite number in St. Louis. Did you fight him? No, no. He's a friendly guy. But uh, we were talking about the travel for yeah. the upcoming game. Not this Saturday, but next Saturday in St. Louis, which is super exciting. Uh, and for that game, 
he wanted me to pass along to everybody that there will be fireworks after oh. the game. Can I have a fireworks show after okay. the game? And he wanted to point this out twofold. One, stay for the fireworks. Mm-hmm. Two, if you don't want to stay for the fireworks, traffic will be worse than usual leaving the stadium immediately afterwards because of the fireworks. So keep that in mind. Keep it in mind. I hate traffic. Me too. Will you be going to the St. Louis game? I don't know. Would you like to ride with me to the St. Louis game? If I go. Okay. That's settled then. That it's not settled. It's settled that it's not settled. Yeah. Nothing is settled, but it's settled <clears throat> what the options are. But you know where I am. I, I do. I do. I'm in your house right now. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, St. Louis game, week and a half. Mm-hmm. You can still call Scouse. You can still get him on Facebook. You can still email him yep. at kyscouse at gmail.com to get in on the ride. Do we have any other Scouse's House news, Andy? No. Okay. I have a piece of Scouse's House okay. news from the leader himself. Scouse's House sold out this weekend. Oh, yeah. I even thought about that today during my my normal work day. I was like, I didn't mention that Scouse's House sold out. Yeah, weekend. sold out. So uh, if you are so inclined... Uh, you're going to have to finagle a ticket through underhanded means through which Lucidity will not see a profit. So just as a heads up, I am not in favor of that because I am an employee of the team. There it is. And uh, none of my opinions, are, all of my opinions are my own and do not necessarily reflect the team, our sponsors, our partners, or affiliates. I've really enjoyed watching you find ways to work that in. Because it used to be that I'm you, an just said, you just said at the start, like, oh, blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah. Uh, but did... you've been finding different ways and different times to work it in. Yeah. I'm trying to make it more of a organic feeling thing. I mean, it's working. I appreciate that. I take pride in that it. That was good. That was good. Thank you. Um, so, yes, guys, that's sold out for this upcoming game. Yeah. Uh, also, the goal cam from this previous game not operational, and so we don't have any of those awesome goals on film, yeah. which is a bummer. Super bummer. That's what happens when we don't have Kenny Allward, who's you know busy globetrotting, as he frequently does. It's in Florida? I believe that's what I saw. If anybody uh, knows where Kenny lives, you could go rob him blind right now. I know where Kenny lives. Well, you could go rob <laughs> him blind right now. I'm going to. And if you do know where Kenny lives, and you are going to rob him blind... Do not mention that I said this on the pod. I'm going to trust that while he's on vacation, he's not going to listen to the whole thing. I'm going to hide a cat turd somewhere in his house. That seems rude. It's out of love. Okay. He'll get it. <laughs> I mean, eventually. Sure. Uh, but no, Kenny Allward, always our, uh, our man behind the scenes, the tech guru for us, because otherwise... No one would ever be able to listen to this. No. We'd have to do it live. like, And I mean live, live. Like We'd have to bring all the people who are interested in hearing us talk about it and do it on like a stage. That would be awful. It would be. Although we've done that. But not for a crowd. It was more we for... Did it at Toyota. At Toyota. It was still kind of nerve-wracking because the players were sitting... Three of the players were sitting there. And Brad and yeah, Scouse and our wives. It was nuts. It was a big crowd. I think that may have been our largest listening that audience was, ever. Yeah, absolutely. And I don't mean like live. I mean even over there. Ever, yeah. ever, ever. Uh, that's all <laughs> the purple stuff I have got, I think. I'm trying to remember if that... Oh, we had a new signing, an academy signing. Yeah. Uh, Moomer, Moo, as he is affectionately referred Aww. to. 
Uh, goalkeeper comes to us from the DC United uh, youth system. Uh, he also is a local Louisvillian yeah. since he immigrated here from Bosnia with the family. Uh, 17, I believe, years old. Yeah. And uh, everything I'm hearing, really talented kid. Really talented. Could be a lot of fun to watch. We're building, I mean, granted it's two, but like we're building an impressive academy. And uh, to be fair, there are other kids playing academy soccer for us. They just haven't been signed. So like they have they have actual practices and stuff. Right, but but it's mostly tryouts and like uh, testing and uh, Mario trying to get a feel for what all's going on. So yeah. we're building this academy, but we're not taking any players we're not sure of, and uh, that's that's exciting. So. Yeah. <clears throat> Mario continues to lead the way in that regard. I like that guy. Everybody likes that guy, yeah. and I mean that. Not rem- not at all figuratively. That's not a nice thing to say about a person. No, it yeah. is the truth. Yeah. Everyone likes Mario. He's a joy to work for. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. Completely. Uh, let's see. I think that's it. Then uh, I do have a little, little something I want to talk about with uh, Paolo and health. Okay. Before we, uh, before we adjourn for the evening. Because okay. I have to get to my indoor Oh, game. yeah. You have to. The Greyhounds are in action tonight at 10 p.m. <clears throat> You're their keeper? No, no, sir. No, I'm the emergency keeper. Oh, I'm the okay. emergency keeper. We pl- I play out in the field. Uh, along with Vi- Scouse's House Vice President. Oh, yeah. David O'Connell. Yeah. Along with Scouse's House Ambassador, Jared Englert. Oh, yeah. Along, Are you better than those two? Along with uh, Cooper's Vice President, Wyatt Weeks, on our team. I like that guy. Along with my coworker Dylan Terry. On I the like team. that guy, too. And several other big Lou City fans, but uh, not with official positions. I've offered. I've offered. They offered to let you come play in the World Cup, and you yeah, said no. But, um, but yeah, we got a big game tonight. Big game tonight, who 10 p.m. Some team doesn't uh, some team. <laughs> some team <laughs> sounds like a big game. Big game. Sounds big, like a big, big game. game. Yeah, you're playing against some team. We are two and zero so far this session. Ooh. We've come out of the gates hot, so uh, it's a it's a good time. Who are your top goal scorers? Dylan Terry for yeah. one, and uh, I believe that uh, uh, Aiden may have the next most goals on okay. the team at this point. But it could be Brian, could be Brandon. We got a lot of guys who can score. Here's what I'm going to tell you: It's not me. It's not me. This session, I am. Uh, I've been shut out thus far. Here's what I'm going to tell you: Someday I will come play with you all. I love it. When you need somebody, I'll be there. I don't actually know. How to play soccer. I know that about you, yeah. You know the theory way better now than you used to. Yeah, absolutely. I know, like, basically what's supposed to happen. Yeah, but you don't I don't know how to do it. What would happen if we just asked you to kick a ball? Like, I'd be curious how you would look. What your form would look like. If we put a ball out at the penalty (laughs) spot and said, Andy, just take a PK. No keeper, no nothing. Just show us what a PK from Andy looks like. Do you think that you could kick it in such a way that people wouldn't be like... That guy's never played soccer before. No, I think, I think that I could. Uh, I would actually want a keeper there. Okay. Somebody. Okay. Um, I can kick in a general direction. Okay. With your toe. No. Okay. No, because I'm not an idiot. I know basically you how say it works. That. I'm, I'm, well, I'm yeah. curious to That's see. That's very true. I'm curious to see what that. I know. Like. I know. I know. I've known you for twenty years. Yeah. I've never seen you kick anything. God, I guess I, I'm not a kicker. Kind of You're person. really not. 
Like, just in life, I don't kick stuff. No, you're, you're not. You're not a kicking uh, guy. I would actually be curious. One day, we should do that. We'll go out to the park. We'll kick it around. I want to see. I'll even invite some of the players. We'll uh, we'll go out to the park. <laughs> don't we'll, do that. Uh, we'll, invite, we'll invite some Greyhounds. We'll invite some Lou City All-Stars. And uh, we'll see what it, look, what it looks like. We'll bring Hack and Danny Cruz to help teach you some form. I would do that. I'd be up for that. But I don't want Tosh knowing how bad <laughs> I don't want Tosh or Paco to be like, what in the Oh hell my God, is- we liked that guy. Yeah, <laughs> um, all right. Uh, but no, my point about uh, this is before I go to that game, uh, I do want to talk a little bit about lineup construction. Okay. We're going to have a hard time in the very new f- near future selecting an 18. Okay. So you realize that we start 11 players for every game. Yes. And you get seven guys on the bench, and that's called your 18. Yeah. You're always going to have your backup keeper, right? Which, assuming Ben Lunt is still unavailable, will be Tim Dobrovolsky. That's that's a given. Right. Everybody's healthy. It's those two. That's done. If we assume that the starting lineup we ran out there in this past game is basically the lineup we will be running out there, uh, the, the Hubbard is going to start. That back four is your that's, back four. Oh yeah, for sure. The only questions then become your midfield. You gotta feel, and your forwards. You gotta feel right. confident that Antoine and Brian will both be starting. Yeah. You gotta feel confident that Speedy will be starting. Yeah. You gotta feel confident that Niall McCabe will be starting. Right. Somewhere. You should probably feel confident that our leading scorer, Magnus Rasmussen, will be starting. Yeah. Somewhere. That really only leaves one, and that's Napo, that could theoretically be replaced by Paolo. And let me just say yeah. that I feel like over the last two months, Napo Mezzoso may be our MVP of the last two months. He's been dynamo. He's been a dynamo. And I love Paolo. We just got done talking about yeah. him getting your captain yeah, back is massive. We would not have won the last two cups without Paolo. No. Uh, I'm not saying that Napo doesn't just go to the bench, but I'm saying it's tough. It's tough what you're going to do when this comes back. Now, last year, we mostly played uh, Speedy on the bench with Niall, Paolo, and Illy yeah. as your uh, starting central midfielder. Right. Magnus takes the Illy role. Mm-hmm. You, but Napo doesn't play out wide, which is where Niall would be coming from yeah. if you moved Niall back inside. So it's going to be very difficult to get Niall McCabe... Napo Mitsoso, Magnus Rasmussen, Speedy Williams, and Paolo Del Piccolo all in the field at the same time. You got five really talented central midfielders. Yeah. It's fortunate that Nile can play out wide, but essentially you got five really talented central midfielders for three spots. You move Nile out wide, fine. You've got four for three spots. Somebody's on the outside looking in, and it's either going to be. Paolo for being out for as long as he has, maybe not being fully fit, fully athletic, fully functional, fully in tune with the game. Right. But also maybe just because Napo's been really freaking good. Do you think it's a case of play Napo the majority, bring Paolo in the 70th? Like, See, and I think sense? that it's honestly, I think it makes more sense to go the opposite direction. Okay. Where you let Paolo dictate the game for a while, and then you bring Napo in as an injection. Yeah. Uh, 
But the thing is, Napo, but Paolo is our best six. Right. If he's available, Speedy's been doing a yeoman's job back there, but that's not his role. He wants to be up in the pivot going forward right. with Maggie. Uh, so you put Paolo in. If Paolo's playing, he's playing the six. When that's the case, that means you've got Speedy at the eight and uh, Maggie at the ten. Okay, cool. If you bring Napo in late, you really got to bring him in at either the eight or the ten. Because yeah. he doesn't play this. He's not a six. So you can't get Paolo out of the game that way. That means you got to move Speedy back to the six. And he's not part of your best defensive lineup. So if we've gotten a lead, I have a hard time picturing Napo. This is really hard, yeah. man. It's really hard. Because we've got a lot of really good players. I mean, everybody in the league wishes their problem were figuring out how to reincorporate yeah. an all-star level player in Paolo Del Piccolo back into the fold. But I mean... It'll be interesting to see what happens because, like I say, most of the starting lineup is determined. Yeah. But now, think about the 18 for a second. Even if we just assume, okay, fine, Paolo starts on the bench. We leave the starting lineup how it is, you start Paolo on the bench. You've already got Dobro back there. So now you got Dobro and Paolo mm-hmm. hanging on the bench. you got five more spots. Luke gets one for sure. Yep. Four more spots. Abdu gets one, three more spots. You got to have a central defender that's probably Taylor Pay. Yeah. Two more spots. Now, do you want Alexi Swahi? Oh. Do you want Richie Ballard? George Davis the fourth? George Davis is getting one. So you got one more spot for is it Alexi? Is it Richie? Is it, wait for it. Is it uh, Frano? Yeah. Ugh. This is tough. It's a good problem to have, but it it's is. still a problem. That means you're leaving some really important good players out. My thought process would be that it's probably Frano or Akil Watts, who's been in the 18 a bunch and who can play as the... It's real tough. You assume you need to have at least one positional backup for each spot. And so my guess is that it's Frano or Akil because we needed a replacement in case uh, Oscar or Pat go down. But you can play Taylor Pay out there, as he did earlier in the year. That's annoying. It's really there are really good players that they're gonna have to just be like, yeah, man, sorry. Every week. That's super annoying. That's before you even get into guys who, you know, are probably good enough to play, but we just don't ever get to see, like Jeff D. Yeah. Like uh, Sonny Johnny. Uh, God, I forgot about Sonny. I know. Guys who are really good and dangerous and capable players that we just have to go, there's not a spot, man. There's not a spot. In our 18, there's not a spot. Jeez. It's brutal. I'm super glad I'm not John Hackworth, because that's a hard, hard thing to have to decide. Let's call him and ask him what he's going to do. I am going to tell you right now, I'm, I'm, we will have John Hackworth on the show to preview the playoffs at some point. When we get closer to the playoffs, we'll have Coach Hack back on. He's been very kind and generous about coming on in the past. He has indicated that he'd be happy to come back on again. We will have Coach on before the playoffs start. He's great to have on. He is. He's a delight. He's awesome. Yeah. 
I just said that, and now Hack's gonna be like, I'm. I made a pact not to talk again. Can't do it. Uh, so. It's 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 exciting times right now. It's exciting times. S- slash frustrating times and terrifying times. Yeah. I want. I want. I want a third star. Like, I, I, if we had just been adequate, if we had played the way we did for the first 15 weeks, if we were, had played that way the whole year, yeah. I would have really been like, you know what, maybe we'll go to the playoffs, maybe we win a game in the playoffs, and then we get bounced right, by a right. better team than us. And you leave. We're playing too well now. I'm yeah, getting greedy now. now. It's like, <sighs> I want it now. I want it now. I had that star. Yeah. Yours will be asymmetrical, which would be annoying for a year until we add the fourth one next year. I'm fine with that. Yeah. I want to add my third star to my tattoo. Yeah. I'm very excited about it. Everybody who has a tattoo wants to add that third star. Yeah. Except for some random person who got one who's like, I don't want to ever have that again. (laughs) It's really painful. All right, man. Uh, I think that really wraps everything up. You got anything else you need to chat about? Yeah, man. All right. Well, then I got to get to my game. Crap. It's about to start. Uh, with that being said, we only ever finish our podcast one way, and that's by saying a very simple, Go City! Go City.